What up, everybody? We're back. Uh, Scott, what's going on, man? Not much. I mean, racing's not back. And like we always quote, weekends aren't the same with OF1. They're definitely not the same, man. I was gonna, I was trying to think of how I was going to intro it. And for those that have followed all along, we initially wanted Lupe Fiasco's Kick, push, push. and coast. We wanted the kick, push track to be the theme song of this because it just makes sense. Lift, coast, lift and coast. Come on. Yeah, I mean, we, we tried to reach out to Lupe. He didn't hear any of our DMs, but that's cool. Maybe one day. Just FYI, by the way, we were talking about this earlier in the office. So it's kind of ironic you brought it up because I was telling D um, that we wanted that song for our intro and our trailer. But hey, listen, that... That's a vibe, man. Kick, push, and coast. Exactly. It would have just... Everything made sense. And I don't know if you picked up on it, but on the in the last race, there was a lot of lift and coast language. Yeah, yeah, used. for sure. I heard Crofty saying he's just got the lift and coast. And it, all, like, it just makes me happy because I love the name. I love it when they bring it up. And it, it just has that... It just rolls off the tip of the tongue. Yeah, it does roll off the tip of the tongue. So for the second time, we're going to manifest Crofty. You will jump on lift and coast one day. Oh my goodness. And we're going to get him to give us a lift and coast take. No, no, we need the, <laughs> we need an OG and it's light. So, and away we go. That's, that's the first take we're asking for. Listen, we can make it happen. We can manifest it. Um, that, you know what? We got to reach out to his team. I've reached out to Crofty like three times and he hasn't got back to us, it's but it's all good. It's Crofty, you know, I know you're a busy man. I know you're too busy chopping up with Lewis Hamilton um, the whiners of the sport, a.k.a. Red Bull, and my <laughs> homies at McLaren. But listen, we'll get you on the show one day. We definitely will. And there's, although it's not race week, there's a lot that I want to get into. We'll, you said whiners. We'll get into the, the whiner later. But uh, with Qatar coming in to replace the November uh, 19th to 21st weekend, mm. the season is going to conclude in the exact like geographic region of the world. We're going to go Qatar, the inaugural race in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. and then Abu Dhabi. It's a beautiful time of the year. It's and we have, be amazing. We have the best title fight in God knows how long, so it's going to be an amazing time. Um, I mean, I went on waxing. I think Max is going to win it, which, you know, I still believe that, but I pray, I pray to God, I pray to Buddha, I pray to any divine <laughs> spirit that Lewis wins his eighth. But Lewis man. said that when he was competing for his first championship down the stretch, he got nervous. So he was in, he was trying to, uh, you know, he was inclining that Max is going to get nervous down the stretch. I we'll actually see. hate like speaking of that topic. Like, why does Max have to be a sarcastic asshole about stuff? Like, why can't he just be a professional and be like, you know what? I respect what Lewis said. You know, I'm not nervous. Maybe he felt that way, but that's not the way I feel. Everything feels the same to me, whatever you want to say. But he had to go on record and say, oh, I'm so scared. Like, Max, you're a child, bro. Start acting like a professional, man. And I know. And then reading his comments about, well, obviously he was fine if he got on a plane and went to the Met Gala. It's just, um, it's very interesting. No one said Lewis wasn't fine. He just said he has a very sore neck. And I know. Over-dramatized. He has lingering effects. Like, no one said that Lewis couldn't race or he couldn't go live his life. No one said he was in the hospital. All he said is he had a little bit of discomfort. He said he had discomfort. Like, Max, if you have discomfort, can you still race? I'm sure you've been discomfortable in a couple of races. Exactly. Okay, Come let's on. not start off. Let's yeah. not start off this positive so, negative energy. Um, let's get obviously, it. we got Turkey coming up, but I wanted to touch on this because this part of the schedule is super exciting. After Turkey, we go to Mexico. Mexico Grand Prix is nuts. 
Then Brazil, Senna's home. Shout out to Checo as well. Yeah, Checo. but those two are so historic, iconic. I mean, the, the cultures in both of those markets. And then we head to the desert to close out the season. Didn't you miss Austin? Uh, no, Austin pulled out. When did Austin pull out? It pulled out from time. I thought Austin was on. I swear I looked at the schedule and Austin was like October 22nd or something like that. Uh, oh, yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. Sorry. Retract. I totally forgot about that. I thought that they had j- dropped off, but you're right. They are in. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Austin first and we'll get into the historical context. Okay. So we've talked about Haas a little bit. We are, we're obviously big fans of Nikita. I'm a big fan of Mick. I don't know if you've gone on wax and you said you're a fan of Mick. I like both Haas drivers. So you like both Haas drivers. And it's just so sad that this event, probably no one really cares that much. What, the Austin Grand Prix? Yeah, like, okay. The, the so, American team? Yeah, so it's like, how do you think it is, like, starting to become something in Austin? Like, do you think it's starting to actually become a thing? Like, um, I'm sure Brazil and Mexico, it's, F1's becoming a big thing because they had Senna and now they have Checo. So it's like, do you think uh, Austin is building that? Or I eh. think... Um, it's so funny, like Austin has become a reoccurring topic of discussion in our Title League ecosystem. We've got some friends over there. We've got some partnerships there. Shout We've had some, some, you know, some team members and everything that we learn about Austin is how cool it is. So it's only, you know, when I first remember thinking of a Formula One Grand Prix in Texas, it made no sense. But Austin makes sense. Why is that? It's this cool urban metropolis that's expanding, growing, diversifying. It makes sense, man. It's not traditional America. See, I don't see it. But I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm Think just saying, about I don't Austin see it. FC, like a freaking soccer team in Austin, Texas, but sells out. Has it, This city is not traditional America, and it's not traditional Texas. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what's what it's like down there for F1. I hope there's a passion because they've been there for what, like at least. Yeah. I mean, it was a, every track is normally a 10 year commitment. Yeah. It's they've been, been there at least like four or five like eight, years. Yeah. Five, six years. Right. I think they're going like their sixth or seventh year. could be longer. Don't fact check me. But the way I look at it is like, we talked about um, how we grow the sport in America and even Canada. Right. I think if there's an American driver, I think if they're successful, it'll build the sport in Canada as well. Just to draw a couple parallels to different sports. Like, Christian Pulisic from America, when he was successful in the Premier League, sales rocketed too, and so did viewership from North America. So we're really waiting for that. We've obviously had the discussion. I think it's like we're still 15 years away from a really good F1 driver from America just because you have to kind of grow up with it. The patriotism is real. Yeah, so I I hope that really develops and we start to get more fans in America. Shout out to our American fans. You guys are some of our biggest... It's probably our biggest listenership, so we love you guys in America. But... um. I'm very interested to see what happens in the Austin race. I hope it's packed crowds. I, I, they, they've they never disappointed. It, that's my whole thing. But after COVID, is it like, will anything change? I hope nah, it doesn't it's going to be crazy busy. And then, so that's it. That US, Mexico, Brazil is all kind of bundled together. Okay, who, uh, Turkey's quickly, the last Euro race. Who's your first win? Who's your win in Austin? We'll just throw it on wax quickly. No thoughts. Lewis. I'm going with Lando. I'm papaya orange. I'm biased. I'm telling you right now. Lewis is closing out. Okay, Lewis is closing out, but you know, I, I I am entering blind homerism. Papaya orange, let's get it. Papaya orange, let's get it. Austin, Texas is going to be a vibe. Um, Mexico City, like I love it. You look at the F one, everything that goes into that weekend. We F one is so heavy dominated in Europe. 
So when you see these other ethnicities and cultures coming together for this Grand Prix weekend, because we know that the lead up to the weekend is just nuts. Yeah, and you know, like having Checo and Red Bull is going to be massive. I mean, Checo's always, he's a superstar in Mexico, right? Like that, that is like the equivalent of Senna to Brazil. Obviously, he hasn't had as much success, but he is like larger than life when it comes to Mexico because of his status. So we talked about this really briefly. I think it was a couple days ago. George Russell and Checo have scored the same amount of points in the last six races, 16 points each. That's just nuts. It's I crazy, think right? about this. Rewind how many episodes back where I was talking how George never had scored a point in a freaking Williams and, car. And now he scored as many points as Checo in a Red Bull. But we, we won't dive into George. My question to you is, is Mexico where Checo breaks out of his little slump and scores on the podium? It would be nice. Does, I mean, you, I don't really care, but it would be nice. You don't care? Like, I thought you liked the stories and the drama. Yeah, I do, that. but like... Honestly, I, I've kind of detached a little bit from Checo this year just because he's with Red Bull. Um, I was a big fan of him with Racing Point, but it's tough when he's on the opposing team. Red Bull will do it to you. Yeah, exactly. Red Bull's done it to me. So, yes, it would be great for Checo, not great for me. <laughs> what happens if Max doesn't finish and Lewis finishes second? Then, then I can live with that. <laughs> then you can live with but that. But okay. I'm excited to see the Mexican fan base show up with the costumes, the outfits. They have, like, their, you know, some of them are wearing, like, the Day of the Dead stuff, even though it's not even Day of the Dead. But they come hard to the Grand Prix. You're excited about Mexico, Mexico's eh? a vibe. And then you, Brazil's history with F1 is like massive not just Senna there's so much more you know there's there's more drivers that have come from Mex uh, from Brazil but Senna is the epitome yeah, of Brazilian racing exactly bro the whole country showed out for his funeral like Fast. everybody shed tears for his funeral bro you Senna is Brazil racing when you think of racing definitely but there's also Felipe Massa we forget about bro, him stop, another icon stop with the Massa talk bro I'm telling you Mexico is Mexico has, uh, not Mexico, sorry. Brazil has so much history. Bro, Massa, when he was interviewing those um, Lewis and whoever was on the podium a couple races ago, I'm just not a fan after that. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can't, the guy's got his accent and the rest of it. Bro, he was just terrible, bro. He's like, you won. How do you feel about that? There's no, there no questions that were actually dug into anything. Like, I don't know, man. Massa kind of turned me off like that. Regardless, Brazil will be amazing. Um the, the rest of this season, when you look at the circuits that are remaining, they're all very entertaining. So we have eight the, races. Um, yeah, so we got Turkey, Austin, Mexico, Brazil, Qatar, Saudi, Abu Dhabi. That's seven. Seven. I thought we had eight. So how many races does Mercedes finish first? Because you've got Lewis. Two, you said yeah. Lewis is going to win out. Seven races. So Lewis is going to win five. And Max will win the other two? Yeah. Wow. You're going like close to like a, I want to say like a 60, no, probably like a 70% win rate. Yeah, definitely. How do you feel about Toto saying he's uh, concerned about the power unit? He's, he says it's, it's going to happen. Marks. I think you um, you take it in Turkey. No, he says he's, he's, there's actually question marks about the power, his power unit's performance. Yeah, well, it's dropped off. Yeah, so visibly. I'm, so what I'm saying, but to if you, he replaces it, it's gonna be better. Oh man, I just think Red Bull has a better car this year, man. I I just really think they have the better car. It, they talked about how the the rule changes this year benefited Red Bull a lot more than anybody, a high rake system rather than a low rake system. So I just think Red Bull has a better car. But man, I'm praying for Lewis's win, man. I'm praying for it. He definitely needs to take the. the 
he needs to re- replace the engine because these last few races, the starting times have been terrible. I think Lewis blamed himself, though, for that one, right? Yeah, but also just his pace has been tough. And, you know, we saw it with Bottas. He had a brand new engine, and Verstappen overtook him so easily. That's not, that's not, sorry, that's not Bottas. I mean, that's not the engine's fault. That's Bottas, bro. I texted you early in the morning saying he, Bottas was an idiot because he said he didn't see him. But that's, these are the signs that kind of like, when you say Toto is losing maybe faith in the engine... That's where it's like, well, look, yeah. No, I lose faith in Bottas, and God bless, God bless Britain. And where, where is he from, Kingsland? I think I think George Russell's from Kingsland. So God bless Kingsland for bringing <laughs> George Russell to Mercedes for 2022. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm excited for it, but still, it does leave room for question. Like, how will Mercedes close out? Will their engine kind of sustain it? It's going to be. It's going to be so much more than just the engine. It's going to be all about strategy. Yeah, I mean, strategy is such a big part in F1. And, you know, when you first think of F1 at a very surface level, you think it's about racing. It's not. Like, well, obviously it is, but that's not the only thing that matters. It's team strategy. I mean, I just wish we had some sad music we can cue here for Lando Norris. If he listened to his team, we'd be talking about his first podium ever. But I'm not going to complain because it helped Lewis big time. (laughs) No, it actually didn't. Well, it would have been a 2-3 Lewis Max or a 1-2. No, so I, Max was 7th or 8th at the time. It was the rain that pushed, pushed him all the way up to 2nd. So if not, there would have been a bigger point disparity. That's so, right. So it actually fucked Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, but had Lando changed his tires, he would have come first. Oh, yeah, it would have only been 3 points. That's right. Exactly. So Yeah, I mean, I'm saying, sorry, I'm talking about the rain, not the actual yeah. switch of Lando's yeah, tires. No, yeah, of course. If the rain didn't come down, yeah, yeah, you're yes. right, you're right. I, I, I take that back. So, regardless, Lando will learn from it. I've told some people have asked me, it's like, yo, Lando's time's coming. He's got a bright future. Unless he didn't George get his first win it. now. His first win's going to come before the end of the year. Put it on wax. You know what? I don't know who whose future is coming, man. Like, I obviously think Mercedes and McLaren's going to be really good just because... McLaren's been on the uprise, and I feel like they're starting to get that juice back like they used to have. And, you know, you always kind of see teams switching and out. I think Ferrari will always be there just because they have so much money. They might not be the best team, but they always be top four. But it's like, is it George's time? Is it Lando's time? Is it going to be Max's time? Is it going to be Charles' time? Like, who knows, man? So, we, so I said Lewis will win five, Max win two, but I'm going to retract. Lando will get his first win this season. You think so? I don't think so. I think that it's was coming. a shot. It's coming. And listen, I think Lando... Listen, I, I came on here and I said Lando's going to win one, but it's just that's just me being a homer. But reality, that was his best shot, and he fucked it up. So a shout-out to my boy Lando. You know, I'm a big Lando Norris fan. You know, I tried to stay off the bandwagon because everybody loves Lando, but it's hard not to love the guy. The guy yeah, streams. He, he's he's nice. such a great personality. He's a great racer. It's like, how can you not love Lando Norris? <laughs> and then I what know. did he tweet on Danny's, Danny Ricardo's Twitter the other day? Like, I'm handsome, I'm faster. <laughs> Like, my teammates more handsome, more faster yeah. than me or something like that. Like, you can, you got to love Lando, bro. Lando's fun. That Actually, that team is fun. I've also come to appreciate Ricardo's sarcasm and, like, his dry humor. Oh, man. I have such a love-hate relationship with Ricardo. I love him because of his dry humor, but I, I don't like his cockiness because he's, like, he hasn't really done anything in the last in his whole career. Well, yeah, he hasn't. He had a few good races. So, it's like, I, I guess I like Ricardo as a person. As a racer, I'm just like, yeah. Mm. I'm not, I don't dislike him as a racer, but I'm just like, eh, whatever. So uh, coming back to Qatar, so Qatar is signed on to F1. And just for people that don't realize what this means, 
when you sign on, like the Miami Grand Prix, it's a 10-year commitment that costs well over a billion dollars. So if you're the organizer, that is stressful. It must be stressful, but... Where do you get the money? Qatar has money, bro. Qatar has it, but my everyone in the world has money. $1 billion to commit over 10 years. You know how No one just has a billion dollars to... Okay, bro, you know very how these few people work. have a billion dollars. So obviously, you know that over 10 years, you need to make sure that you are funded. You need to only make $100 million a year. The race will pay for itself. Yes, if you are a good organizer. But the, no, here, you know how it goes. You call up your, your billionaire friends at Qatar and say, how much do you love F1? I want to bring it to here. Can you front the money? You'll get percentage of the ticket sales. Come on, you know the Qatar, uh, Qatar team Qatar's is not doing different. Anything. But if you're the organizers in... Well, what race did we see where it poured rain and they had the organizers had to pay in, in Belgium? Yeah, like that sucks. No, they don't have to pay anything back. Didn't the organizers in F one have to refund a, a certain amount of tickets? I have no idea. Actually, I, I actually don't know. I, I didn't hear anything about it, so I'm not gonna say they didn't have to pay anybody back. But that's like a very, very like that's very situational. Based. So think about Miami. So obviously, we all know there's money everywhere in the world. Miami, tons of money, mm-hmm. but. Will will my? I feel like Miami will do well because people from all over the world will just fly to Miami. They, they're not going to rely be, on Miami locals. I'm going to put it this way: Miami starts with the same letter as Monaco. It will be the Americans America's version of Monaco. That's all Miami will be. You're going to you see, see uh, what's his name, Pitbull. You'll see Chris Bosh, the Wayne Wade, and LeBron James roll up on a little boat. They'll be cheering for Lewis Hamilton. Miami will just be the American version of Monaco. That's Miami's yeah. a can't fail event. There's a lot of money in Miami. We know that Miami's a very well. How, how do you how do we want to describe the city? Miami is just a it's party. Miami. It's, it's a party. Yeah, it's a party, right? It's it's Miami, right? So they're gonna have money there. Listen, an just event. cue up the Will Smith Miami right yeah, now. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> it's just an excuse for people to go to Miami, though, right? No different than is an excuse for people to go to Monaco. It's not like you need an excuse, but it's another one on top of just to go visit Miami. Facts. I'm I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be really cool. The um, circuit is built around Hard Rock Stadium, which is sick. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Um, so do you think we should have this proposed track in the northern part of Toronto where there's no one? Like, is that going to... Would it be considered the Toronto Grand Prix? I'm so, like... I'm very 50-50 on it. Where is it? Like, Orangeville? Somewhere in Orangeville. So, just so everybody knows, we're Canadian. Me and Kurt both spend a lot of time in Toronto. I'm born and raised. Kurt was from Zimbabwe, moved to Toronto at a young age. I mean, I would love to have something in my hometown, quote-unquote. It's not actually in my hometown. But at the same time, I don't want it to be shit. Like, I don't want it to be like a trash event in the middle of the middle of nowhere. Like, my favorite races are Tokyo and Singapore. Like, the city in ones the city. that are at night or you, like, it's flashing lights. It's like the bright lights are on. And Imagine I don't want doing it in Toronto on the freaking QEW or the Gardner. Yeah, I, like, if it was that, sign me up. But it's like, do I really want it to be Silverstone but without Silverstone's heritage? Prestige. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it does, like I don't know, well, man. This Qatar race, I was just looking before we jumped on, it's 22 miles north of the city yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Even, yeah, in the middle of nowhere. It, it is literally going to be called the race in the desert because it's in the middle of nowhere. Very interesting. Like, so you, if you're flying into Qatar, 22 miles, we're, that's like, what, 35, oh, You already 40K. know they're building a, a custom airport for all the teams to fly into. Yeah. It's I mean, in the middle it's of nowhere. Only, it's only going to be probably a 40-minute drive. 
Yeah, but I can just see like them building a little hangar for t- for planes to come in and out of. So like you can just directly fly in right by there. How do you feel about? I mean, it it is literally our only claim to F one, the Canadian Grand Prix, aka Montreal. I don't know. It's it's tough for me because whenever I think of Montreal or Quebec as a whole, they're very isolated and removed from the rest of Canada. They make it very known that they want to be on their own. So I always forget that it is a Canadian Grand Prix. It, that's what it's called, bro. <laughs> but like, that's my point. It's not very inclusive of Canada. I don't think um, internationally mm-hmm. people recognize and love the Canadian Grand Prix. But Canadians... Now how do you feel about it? We don't care about Canadians. How do you feel about it? Well, we care about the Canadians, but... Um, no, I so said you don't... I'm saying I, we don't care, like, how people feel about it. I'm asking I just feel, feel like it's not really my Grand Prix. That's what I'm saying. Even me, you're saying... So we haven't been to a race yet. We haven't been to our first Grand Prix. And we, me and Kurt were texting. Where's our first Grand Prix? And we both laughed when we said, should it be Montreal? I ain't going to Montreal for my first. Bro. Like we both said either <laughs> Singapore, Abu Dhabi, Miami, but we both laughed when we talked to Montreal. So it's just like, we do need a better. I feel like it just sounds boring. We need a, we need a better Grand Prix. And I don't know if it's in Orangeville, man. I'd rather be in downtown Toronto. You lock off some streets, like it's Monaco, Lake Ontario. Yeah, I don't know. You've got the, um. You also have where the uh, Budweiser, like, amphitheater is. Like, you could go through that little, like, islands. Hey, man, I don't even know. I just would love to see one. That's it. There's a lot of room for it if it was actually in the city of Toronto. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think all of these circuits, all of these venues, there's so much that goes into organizing this amazing event that is literally just a few days. Do you have a favorite track? I think my favorite track, honestly, is Baku. So that was so cool. Baku's a real. I, I like Baku a lot. I like. I really like Singapore because I just like the nighttime vibes. You know what I mean? Like it's a tragedy that we didn't have a Singapore Grand Prix. This yeah, year. that made me really sad. Like I'm very and Tokyo, both both of them. of them, right? Like the Asian races are a lot of fun, right? My whole thing is, I don't really like the track specifically the, as my favorite, but. What I do love about this track is its history, and that is Silverstone. Silverstone, Silverstone just slapped. holds like it holds a special place. When you think of Silverstone, it just like okay, we're headed to Silverstone. I just I, and I like Monza. I like the historic. I like Monaco. I like Silverstone, and I like Monza. I'd have to rank those three, but those would be like when I think of Silverstone, I think of people showing up with umbrellas, like the prestige around it. Yeah, Silverstone, is and they're elite. and they're talking about Max and Lewis going through the corners. I'm not even gonna try say the names because I can't do it. With the, I think it's called King's Corp or Corpse or something. Listen, like that. I'm not even gonna get into it, but they have names for the corners. Like it's, it's amazing. It's so pretty cool. Let me ask you this. Out of those three tracks, which one would you want to win? Like, if you were an F1 driver. Oh, Silverstone. Not over Monaco? I think Monaco, winning in Monaco is like. Yeah, but but you know, if you start on pole, you're probably winning. That's true. Silverstone has all of the oomph that comes with like F1, but it's a fast track. so do you think the whole world looks at Silverstone as a as like the pedestal? Or I think it's yeah, it's like the staple center. But what about what about the two falsi and Monza? Isn't that like yeah, a very it, big it's up too? there? But Silverstone has F one history. Before Mercedes was Mercedes, F like Silverstone's been the track. Well, Silverstone is is all of Britain. Seems like I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, what's it called? 
what's their name? Um, McLaren calls the, it their home track too. I'm pretty sure like all yeah. these British teams call it their home track. So you would say Silverstone. Yeah, Silverstone is the epitome of F1 when it comes to circuits. I'm taking my W in Monaco. Monaco, you're taking Monaco. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going straight on the yacht right after. <laughs> Come on, bro. I'm with the t- yeah. I, I'm, I'm my favorite track is Silverstone, but I'm taking my W in Monaco, bro. Yeah. Listen, I as far as visiting, I'd love to go to Monaco, but if I was, you said to race, I want to win at Silverstone. What do you think that you're, What do you think the track is you'd want to race on the most in terms of just enjoyability? Would it be Monza where it's a lot of speed? You know what? I feel like the problem with Monza is you're just on these massive straights. I want to feel the challenge of the car. So and you're going back to Silverstone. Silverstone it gives me all that. And again, Baku is Monaco with more pace. Okay. Mon- like when you think of Baku through the streets, some of the inclines and declines. And you know what? I'll throw Spa in there too. Spa is really Silverstone, cool. Baku, Spa. Where does Sochi rank for you? Because that's such an underrated track for me. I love how it's, it's through the mountains. It's... You're not a fan it's, of Sochi. Again, we're de- we have one more year in Sochi. It's, yeah. I like Sochi just because of its its mountains. I like the scenery of Sochi. I don't know. For some reason, I'm mesmerized with that with that. But track. there's a lot of that in, like, um, the Netherlands. Like No, that's just green air. That's just greenery, sorry. That's not, like, actually, like, mountains and there's city in it and the middle. Of, like, you know what I mean? Like, Netherlands is just a track. Like, it's a track with a bunch of... Green air, like Sochi's like in the mountains with the city. Whenever you know I mean? I, like people think of Sochi, like Russian Grand Prix, like I feel like Sochi is in Russia. Like when you look at where Sochi is on the map, it's the furthest point west of Russia. So it's like in Europe, whereas Moscow's on the entire other side because Russia's so big. Yeah. It's no, very I like think, Mediterranean. I think that's very based. fair. I think that's very fair. And like we said earlier, it's funny how neither of us wants to take a win on home soil. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, that's where Lewis took his first win, right? That's on, right. In the Canadian Grand Prix. So, so. It's special for Lewis. Definitely. I mean, he's won, I think, eight times there or seven times. Canadian Lewis has always performed well like Canadian Grand Prix and Silverstone. You think he likes Canadians because of that? I think Lewis is all about peace and love with everyone. I know, but do you think he has a special <laughs> place for Canada because of his Definitely. His you win your first Grand Prix, you're always going to remember it. And Some you know, people like, never win a Grand Prix. So <laughs> when you've won 100. And, you know, it's like the UK... Canadian kind of big sister, little brother type relationship, you know? Yeah. There's got to be some love there. I think, I think you're reaching a little All bit. Right, I'm trying to reach, you know? <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to draw a little closer to Lewis. Yeah. But it is crazy. You know, we talked about last pod. He's got 100 wins, man. People never even win a Grand Prix. He's won 100. Add that up. Yeah. You know what? I mean, Sergio Perez, a.k.a. Checo, we've talked him a little bit. He didn't win his first Grand Prix until like 200 races after. And that was last year because George Russell had multiple incidents. It's just remarkable. What was it? 200 plus races, no? Or Something like 190? Like I mean, think about guys like uh, Kevin Magnuson, Hulkenberg, guys that had raced for so long, never even win. Yet they never won, some of them, yeah. Not even get a podium. So it is... But isn't Checo known to be a really good driver? Like He was... I think he's really just come up since the last few years. Like with race. He was always a good, respectable driver, but I mean... This is the first time he's been in a winning car. I don't feel like Grosjean and Hulkenberg are thrown into the same category as Checo. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, like if De- I feel like Checo is on the same level in terms of, like, actually racing ability, not marketability and any of that bullshit, as Daniel Ricciardo. I think in ter- when you talk about their actually consistency, pretty close. I mean, Daniel Ricciardo might be a little better, but he's always, he was also in a faster car for longer. Now that Checo's in Red Bull, let's see if we can get some, like, nine yeah. wins, like, thing did. But it's... I, uh, but I also look at uh, the second seed here in Red Bull. And 
what has Checo done better than Albon? He hasn't. You know, I, I, I'm not a fan of Albon, but I mean, it's it's really been the last six races where he's kind of really bombed. But for the first half of the season, he, he performed It just well. shows you, you can have the best car, Mercedes and Red Bull. The number two driver, I, like, has the same car, but they can't perform the same. Only person who did it was Rosberg. I'm on a conspiracy theory. I'm telling you, the Red Bull cars, it's not, well, it's not a conspiracy theory to our fans out there. The Red Bull car is designed for Max Verstappen's driving style. Yeah, I think they only want to build a car. Even if you think of that fundamentally, like the car's still faster than most of the cars on the grid. So why shouldn't the number two driver not be on the podium? See, I don't agree with that, right? Because it's not your style of driving. If, let's say someone then likes you to hit corners find a driver hard. that's as close to Max as possible. Or it takes a year or a year and a half to, to adjust. adjust the car to you, right? Like the reality of it is cars are designed differently, right? Lewis might have a very similar driving style to everybody else. Everybody says Max's style is very unique. Is it a myth or not? Who knows? But that's why I have a, I'm prompt. Like I'm starting to feel very excited for George because in his lone race with Mercedes, he was great. Yeah. So it's like, that's what you would expect. But the reality is it's not the case. Who gets their first win? If Lando doesn't win this year, George, Orlando. If Lando doesn't win this year, George gets the first win. Holy cow. Can you imagine? And they're all like best buds, like Charles, Albon, and Lando, and George are all like... Yeah, they're all great they're friends. They're all great friends. So that means George would have a win before everybody except Charles. Yeah, which is great. And you know what, Charles? It's like, you forget... We've literally abandoned Ferrari. Like, we forget that he's an F1. He's been so, like, non-existent. I mean, he's really consistent. He's, what, fifth in the driver's standings? Um, I think... Uh, he's fifth. Yeah, but I think his teammate's now ahead of him. Carl Sainz might be ahead of him now. He but, is. like, he's he's in the top half. He's 5'6", right? He's ahead of everybody except yeah, Valtteri, it's Lando, just, it's Lewis. Just, it's just sad. But we, we all know Ferrari has a trash car, right? Like, that, that's just the that's reality. That's why, I keep saying it, coming into this new season, no guarantees. Okay, so... We're going to sign off pretty soon because I'm pretty sure our time limit's coming up. But I'll throw this out to you. Who throws in the biggest monkey wrench in all of F1 next year? Oh, okay. Who throws the biggest? Okay, I'm going to... It's Aston Martin. Really? You really believe in Lawrence Stroll? I do. Lawrence Stroll has no business being in F1. Wow, stop that. He has zero... Okay, I'm, okay let me rephrase that for everybody. Lawrence Stroll knows how to run great businesses. He has no idea what it takes to run an F1 team. So he's bringing in the experts. He doesn't have Toto Wolf on his team. I know that. But you just asked who's going to bring the biggest monkey wrench into it. I just said that. Smart. McLaren never won shit. <laughs> he's bringing in the McLaren. A McLaren guy. Uh, we'll see. But I'm McLaren saying Aston Martin. We're literally celebrating how McLaren got his first podium since 2010 and they won the first race since 2012 or whatever it was. And you're very confident because he brought in someone from McLaren. <laughs> All right. Um, this is my last question. Um, are you going to watch the new 007 movie? No. I'm just going to watch it to see the car. What what car is it? Well, you know, the historic Aston Martin is in all the 007s. Yeah, I can see that on YouTube, bro. All right. All Every 007 movie is the same, right? I know. I just want to see the the racing scene. No, no, that's fair. I'm just saying like every single 007 And I could watch it on YouTube, but I'll go and watch it. <laughs> so for, for all our fans, Kurt's a very tough movie critic. I, I can't see him going in theaters to watch it. He'll probably watch it after it's out of theaters. I'll just put that on wax. <laughs> all right. 
Well, that uh, that ended up being a solid, another solid episode. I didn't think we'd get into as much as we did, but for, for an episode that doesn't include a race week, it's pretty solid. Yeah, and we'll be back on like Thursday, Friday for the race preview for Turkey. turkey. I always forget it's Turkey. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Make sure you guys go follow us. Make sure you guys rate and review, please, and thank you. Want to keep bringing you guys great content. Hey, listen, we have fun, so I'm sure you guys have fun. You guys might think we're a bunch of idiots, but hey, we're just here to do it for the love of the sport. Till next time. Peace. Peace.